You're listening to Crow's Cast, a podcast by USF St. Petersburg's student newspaper, The Crow's Nest. This week, we'll be discussing pop culture. Hello, and welcome to Crow's Cast. My name is Sophie Oydanich, and I'm the editor-in-chief of The Crow's Nest. I'm here with Catherine and Eden. Hi. Hello. We'd also like to start this episode by offering our condolences to the family and friends of Chadwick Boseman, whose impacts on the film community will never be forgotten. Speaking of films, what were you guys watching this summer? Okay, so since movie theaters were closed, I spent a lot of time on Netflix. Um, I don't, like, I never got into, like, Umbrella Academy or any of that. I've heard good things, but I haven't watched it. Yeah, I've only heard good things, but, like, I watched a few episodes and I just got out of it. And then Um, another favorite was The Old Guard. I was, like, obsessed with The Old Guard the entire summer. I watched it. I really like Charlize Theron in general, so, I mean, but I wasn't obsessed with it. I'll watch everything (laughs) with Charlize Theron in it. I remember when she was in the Dior commercial. I know that's, like, a really weird (laughs) thing to remember, but I loved her in the Dior commercial in Versailles when she's, like, walking down the Hall of Mirrors. I was like, what an icon. I feel like I could see, like, reenacting that in your home. Just, like, yeah. Dressing up and, like, with this a, is With me. a long, flowy bathrobe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I have been watching 90 Day Fiance, and I am incredibly invested in every single couple. Um, I really like Paul and what's his wife's name? Karini? <laughs> yes. Paul's stress. I get anxiety from Paul. He, he has arrest. For, he was arrested for arson. Yeah. He has like a restraining order. He's the most terrifying person I've ever oh. watched on television. It was really clear they didn't do background checks. Oh my gosh. Um, and, and then I, the like terrorism thing when he was like, I got a small terrorism charge. <laughs> yeah. And his mother is very well aware of the fact that he is just hopeless. I think she called, she called him. And like the last episode I, I watched, she was like, Aren't you kind of like a burnout? Like, why would Karini want you? And I was like, well, she made him, but I was really just on the nose. Yeah. I think my favorite couple, I've had trouble getting into, like, more recent ones because a lot of them just seem like hot messes or, like, Russian. No, absolutely. Paid, that is yeah. 100% what's like going paid on. paid Russian dating sites. But one of my favorites was always Andre and what's her name? Libby. Libby? Andre and Libby. Andre is terrifying. You don't like Andre? I think Andre. Have you? Are is you like, up to date? Like, have when the, like, the whole family's in Moldova? Oh no, I haven't oh, seen when he's in so Moldova. So when they go to Moldova, spoiler alert: Andre goes off and tells them to go back to America, and refuses to talk about his past or why he went to Ireland, and like yeah. just tells them to leave and he doesn't want them there. And then Libby tries to call off the wedding. So. Just, you might not like Andre no. in the future. Well, I mean, they did get married. Well, the second wedding. They're having oh, a second wedding a, Oh, the Moldovan wedding. Yes. Wow. Yeah. It's a big deal. Yeah, I'm trying I'm, to think of, like, I guess, other than that, I watched the entirety of Love Island UK season oh, five. Love, love, see, I'm into shows that you don't have to pay a lot of attention to, but are just there, because I only watch TV when I'm, like, really stressed out, and so... Having, like, the background noise, reality TV is key. 
Yeah, Love Island season five is real good. But then you, if you try to watch US, it sucks. And if you try to watch season six, it's not as good. Yeah. I watched Outer Banks. It's like a mystery show. So it's like about an orphan 17-year-old boy who's named John B., who is not bad on the eyes, by the way. Um, <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> his, um, his dad disappeared on a treasure hunt that's like an urban legend where they live. Um, and so the main character, John B., and all of his friends go on a, you know, like hunt to find his father. And it's got like, you know, romance and betrayal and mystery and all that. It's pretty cool. I'm and on TikTok, which is kind of embarrassing, but I love TikTok, like a lot. And... I see a lot of girls trying to imitate that show, and I've never understood it, so now I understand it a oh, tiny it's bit so more. Good. It's <laughs> totally worth it. Um, and then I also watched Looking for Alaska, the show that was based off the book by John Green. Oh, they made a show. I thought it was like a movie. Yeah, it's like a it's like a ten part show. Like isn't the first that Hulu? Season. I think I saw that last mm-hmm. night. I was looking for something to watch, oh. and I saw that. It was absolutely amazing. It was like really true to the books, um, and. Like, the book, it basically is about, like, a group of, like, teenagers at, like, a high school summer camp. And it just, like, it talks about, like, you know, mental illness and bullying and underage drinking and drug use and, like, really heavy subjects, but it does it in, like, a really, like, comical was way. It, so, oh, was it done well? Like, was it, I feel like some, some shows, like, 13 Reasons Why got a lot oh, of backlash. I can go on about how awful It's an atrocious, horrible, yeah. horrible show. Is it... No, it was done really, really well. Like, okay. I, it was believable, I felt like. It wasn't... But, like, it, not triggering. Yeah, no. And it wasn't like it romanticized it, like, okay. the way that 13 Reasons Why did. I... Which, to, I'll, <laughs> I'll go too far into 13 Reasons Why. I watched sure. a really good, like, docu-series. It's, like, three part... Like, it's three episodes, but they're each, like, an hour last night. It was called Taken at Birth. It was on Hulu. Mm-hmm. And it was about this doctor in the 60s called Dr. Hicks. And he oh. would sell. Well, yeah, I wouldn't be so happy that my last name was no. Hicks from this documentary. He would sell babies for like a thousand dollars out the back door and like say that, like really. tell the mom that her baby died or he was performing illegal abortions. But instead of like, pers- like have it doing the abortion, he would induce labor. And so we think these babies would be born at like four pounds, three pounds. And then there was a list and you got a call and you show up at the back door and they give you the baby. And then like on the birth certificate was the adopted parent's name. So they had no ties to the their actual mother and all the mothers either thought that they had an abortion or that their baby was a stillborn. And so all these people, it was like over 200 Hicks babies and they're like <laughs> in their 50s and 60s now and they're trying to find their biological families That's and stuff. That's not me. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely not happening. <laughs> I um, watch a, it's four countries. It's called Criminal. It's on Netflix. It's Criminal United Kingdom, Criminal Spain, Criminal France, and Criminal Germany. And they're cop shows, which are going out of fashion. But um, they are like, entirely set in an interrogation room and it follows cops from all four of those countries interrogating suspects of different crimes and it was insanely good i watched them in their original languages which i think is a little more true to the source material but still they were so interesting even though they had like two settings and it was like interrogation room and then behind the glass in the interrogation room it was so well done, and I'm really hoping that they continue on with doing that, and I would recommend it for sure if you're into crime sort of thing. 
What about music? What have you guys been listening to? I am so bland with music. I found this guy on Sons of Anarchy when I was re-watching that show called The White Buffalo, and he does, like, blues rock, like, deep country, <laughs> which is really, like, I know a lot of people aren't going to be into that, but if you listen, like, the guy's got so much soul in his voice that I just love listening to his songs. And I'm a real sad music person, even though with my life laughing, you know how it is. I love listening to sad music, so I can't explain it. But that's pretty much all I listen to is like the White Buffalo and things of that genre. I recently got into folk music. Uh, there's like a Newport, like Newport folk, like, oh, okay. yeah, there's like the Newport Folk Festival. And so they have a playlist on Spotify. So I just listen to that and then like pick songs that I like and add them to my regular playlist. So they have some good stuff. I would highly recommend that. And then I listen to a lot of The Grateful Dead, and I listen to a lot of podcasts. I've been listening to this podcast called Noble Blood, and they, like they tell it's a really good um, podcast host, and he have a really he tells stories really really well, and he tells stories about different kings and monarchies and old history stuff, but kind of like the nitty gritty of it, like the social interactions, um, and that's like super interesting. And then. Crime Junkies, like true crime podcast. I love listening to true crime podcasts. And Crime Junkies is one of my like ultimate favorites. I'm ashamed to say that like basically I listen to um, an ungodly amount of TikTok songs. Like that's where a lot of my music comes from. <laughs> I can definitely relate to that. Although I don't know the whole songs. I only know like those small clips from TikTok. It just depends on like like the one song. So this one is my new favorite, "Overwhelmed" by Royal and the Serpent. I feel oh. like I'm super picky about my music because it has to have like a good like beat and rhythm and all that stuff, but also lyrics I relate yeah. to. So like um that song "Overwhelmed" and then "You Broke Me First by Tate McRae, um and then anything by like Bay Miller. I really liked her. I watched. She was on the X Factor, wasn't she? Oh, I, I think she so, was yeah. like a radio Disney star. And, well, I think she, I don't think so. She was originally on the X Factor when like Demi Lovato was a judge. Like this is like maybe 2012. Oh, and no, I didn't think she won. Tracks. And she was, she I mean, she, she didn't win, but she yeah. was pretty good on the show. And then she, when she came off, she put out like two, an album and it didn't really get very much traction. But then she put out another song or album. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people know who she is, but a lot of people know her music. Exactly. But that not, maybe not know who sang like it. Like Alanis Morissette. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, definitely. any Alanis Morissette fan. <laughs> what did you guys read over the summer? Anything? Um, I read school articles. <laughs> I read a lot of articles and textbooks and more articles and textbooks. Yeah, some public records and some <laughs> news stories. Um, I can recommend some reading, though. I read Cyrano de Bergerac, which is a French play. I did not read it in French, just for the record. <laughs> but it's so funny, yet so heartbreaking. And I definitely, if you didn't have to read it for any class, I definitely recommend reading Cyrano. I finally finished reading The Lunar Chronicles by Marissa Meyer, which, who did not write Twilight, by the right way. Um, I <laughs> yeah, always get the Stephanie. two confused. <laughs> I literally always get the two confused. 
Um, and it's basically a retelling of all the classic fairy tales with like a feminist sci-fi steampunk twist. Okay, I think I've heard of that. I didn't know the name of it, but I think the I... The first one's named like Cinder, so... Yeah, okay, I yeah. think I have heard of that. They're really good, but they're really old, and I finally finished them. I read a book, not this summer, but book right before the summer. It's called 23 Things That Don't Tell You About Capitalism, which is a really interesting book, and it's... Um, written well it's easy to understand it's it was actually an enjoyable read because they had stories within it and examples that related to the average person midnight sun came out i don't know if anybody here was ever a twilight fan i was a twilight movie fan yeah i read the books and the books i thought were worse than the movies i felt the exact same way so i was not excited about midnight sun but it did bring like in my opinion it brought twilight fans back out with a force Mm-hmm. Um, and I've heard a really like split reaction. Some of them saying it's horrible, and saying that like she rewrote the same book basically just to make money. Mm-hmm. And others are like it's amazing, and we want the entire series written from Edward's perspective. Yeah. So we're getting two more Twilight books apparently. Great. I've um, heard like mixed reviews in the same vein that are like, oh Meyer, you know, never addressed any of the criticism that came out of Twilight. And then I heard I read another review, and it was like, oh, she addressed all of it, and it's so much smoother from Edward's perspective. I don't know. I don't I, like I, her writing style. Like like we were saying, like oh, I, I just know. don't like her writing style. Well, because I read Twilight and I liked the movies, but I didn't like the book. But then I read Stephanie Meyer's The Host, and that's mm-hmm. probably one of my favorite books ever. And I don't know like what happened there, but I think maybe she just had one good one. I mean, like sparkly vampires are just, in my opinion, yeah. not a good, not a good decision. Not a good look. <laughs> the MTV Video Music Awards were Sunday night and we saw winners in 25 different categories and Sophie is going to tell us a little bit about that. Yeah so I highlighted um, the big four um, I determined because you know there's always at the Oscars like best picture, best actor, best actress, and best supporting. What I um, picked up on was the best song winner was Rain On Me by Ariana Grande and Lady Gaga and that one awards in three other categories as well. Lady Gaga also won the award for Best Artist, and she won four other awards if you count the awards for Rain On Me. Lady Gaga's been killing it lately. Mm -hmm. I I love Lady Gaga. I have always loved Lady Gaga, and I think I always will love Lady Gaga. She seems, she like advocates for the right things. She's amazingly talented. I feel like that's all you can kind of ask for. My favorite music is when she was doing like, like classic style. Like I don't know if you've ever heard her album with like have, Tony Bennett. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's really, really, really good. I love that so much more than her pop stuff. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I definitely agree with that. Yeah, I've been on a kick of just listening to the soundtrack of A Star Is Born, which is just her and Bradley Cooper, and that it's just makes so me so good. sad though. Like, because I watched the movie, and so now whenever I listen to the music, I just want to cry. Oh, I don't listen to the like "Always Remember You This Way" or "Always Remember Us This Way." I don't listen yeah, to that one. Literally traumatizing. That was such a <laughs> sad movie. I like uh, bit my hand to blood because I didn't want to cry because I want oh, to see it with my dad. I sobbed. I, I, I've never cried so hard in a movie. That was the saddest movie I've ever seen. 
Just straight up. Oh. Like, so I sad. No, I've seen some real sad movies. Well, I choose not to watch. got me. Oh, I oh, don't God. watch dog movies. God. I, I, was, some, I, was, I was babysitting a kid, and I was, like, not going to watch the movie. And the kid's like, we're going to watch the movie. And, like, I was babysitting, so I didn't want to cry in front of, like, the kid I was babysitting because he wasn't crying. But, like, I definitely wanted I to cry. It was not a good night for me. BTS won Best Group at the MTV uh, Video Music Awards. They uh, also won three awards for their song On. But they were nominated for like almost every category. It was crazy. Then the last category that I'm going to highlight was Best Video. And Blinding Lights by The Weeknd won that. And it won another award as well. Honorable mention, Miley Cyrus's song Mother's Daughter won two awards in art direction and editing. So nothing for Miley specifically, but the people that worked on the video, I assume, for Mother's Daughter. I saw Billy Ray Cyrus at a free concert like last semester, last and it was the saddest thing I've ever seen. Aww. Because he was on stage and like no one knew any of his old songs like everyone was there only to hear him sing old town road so like the whole entire time he was trying he was bringing up like hannah montana jokes but like no one knew like no one cared and people just wanted the horse song and so he sang it literally the last song he sang was that song but he sang it by himself and so he did like an eight minute rendition of it and it was really really sad and he just kept taking his like flannel on and off the entire so, like, probably he probably really stressed he, out. He thought he was really, he was trying to be cool. And, like, I think he really thought that people were really excited to see him. But I think people were just kind of there. I'd be excited to see Billy Ray. I, I mean, would, I'd be so happy to hear Billy Ray Cyrus make, like, Hannah Montana jokes. Yeah. Because, like, my childhood. Yeah. <laughs> except it, it was a little sad. So moving on, Crow's cast is going to try something new called a lightning round, where each host has to give the first answer that comes to their mind for a series of three pop culture questions. Um, Each host will come up with a question on the spot, and uh, we'll go around answering those questions. So I will start with my question, which is for our hosts to pitch Netflix's new hit series. And I'll start just to give you guys some time to uh, think about it before we get around to you. My pitch is the movie Project Power, but actually explained well. That would be really good. Yeah. I feel like that that movie, because they had like the pistol shrimp. And it's actually funny because I've had a pistol shrimp as a pet before because I've had a saltwater fish tank. And that is, it was completely incorrect biologically, like what the pistol shrimp does. Mm-hmm. Because it just makes a really loud noise that scares away other animals. And in the Maybe movie, that's what Jamie Foxx did. Like, they made it look like he, like, could molecularly disintegrate things. <laughs> like, I don't know. But then, I think it would be cool because it was so cool that it was, like, the weakest animal concept. But also, like, they yeah. have such, when you apply it, like, on a large scale, they have strong evolutionary skills yeah and then like even they mentioned so many different things about like aspects to project power like about the animals that they're all based on and they like mention other trades and stuff and we've only seen it in the new orleans perspective and i think exploring like where we go from there or even just further explaining the creation of power would be so much more well done this is a lightning round So I'm going to pass my answer on to Catherine, if you have your pitch at all. 
Um, it's like silly because I don't even like Twilight, but I feel like because Twilight's made a resurgence, they could do like a series version of the Twilight movies. And I don't know, like maybe focus. Like I was always an uh, like a Jacob fan, so maybe like a Jacob centered Twilight mm-hmm. that would be pretty cool. I don't know, maybe about like Jacob and Renesmee as their adults. Mm. But yeah, I was a I was a Jasper uh, Jasper fan. Who Jasper wasn't? and Emmett. Who wasn't though? Like yeah, I was like, who's this Edward guy? <laughs> so I think uh, I think that'd be cool too to get their perspectives on like, oh, my brother just bought brought home this like random woman who doesn't know how to act, and mm-hmm. so now. We- or like even Rosalie's like you know her oh, her origin her whole, like black like oh my god that would be a beautiful Netflix series yeah that's Ooh. the one sorry about <laughs> that pen drop I got excited so I don't have an idea for a plot point but I've been really into Mad Men lately and I would really like to see more sixties centered shows just kind of seeing like the daily life just the minute things that happen i agree enough shows haven't really tapped into that yeah or done it well at least for question two we are going to head over to eden all right so if you could open any business what would you open i oh god i think like it's kind of cliched but like a puppy store like i would just love to have like a like a store full of like cute animals i don't think anyone can argue with that (laughs) for me i would really like to open like a jazz bar really old school and it can have like maybe like double as a library possibly like have books and just be kind of i don't know I just have pictures of, like, smoky jazz singers and all (laughs) things that I like, and that's what I would love to have. I think for me, I had a business model project in um, my sophomore year of high school, and I pitched a barcade, so it was just a bar and an arcade put together, which isn't really, like, a new or cool concept. There was one of those in Gainesville, and it was very popular and very very fun yeah and like i do a lot of like fighting games so like soul caliber and street fighter mortal kombat tekken i play all of those and i think the um arcade uh, machine versions of those are so fun too and having a bunch of those in there and theming around that sort of like fighter games and a barcade would yeah. be so cool my question would be, what canceled show would you bring back? Canceled show. I can go first. Like, like the, they just, you know, they ended it and you oh. wish they'd continued. Or... Oh, no. You've I have a one. Of <laughs> yeah, I have one. Right. Mine is Merlin. Um, if any, I really wish they had never canceled that show. And I think that they left it really open-ended so they could bring it back. And I would just love to see that show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That sounds good. Eden, you go ahead because I'll go on a spiel. So, Everything Sucks. I don't know if you guys saw that. It was a really good show on Netflix. And it was centered in a high school, but it wasn't high school drama-y. It was just it had really good storylines and was well-written and really interesting characters. And I think it dealt with like a lot of important issues. And they just canceled it out of nowhere. And it was so much better than the majority of their shows they have on Netflix that I was really disappointed. I hate it when that happens. <laughs> My show I mentioned earlier in the podcast and told you not to let me talk about it for too long, Southland. So it was canceled like three times and then picked up again by different like news or not news stations, but different um, TV channels. Southland was a cop drama, but it was 
um, widely regarded as one of the most realistic cop dramas outside of, like, The Wire. And, like, Southland, it followed, like, detectives, and it followed, um, like, street cops, and it followed, like, different branches of the police department in different ways, and it showed you, like, how they make their decisions, and then, like, what happens at home, and it was, like, super gritty, and it was sort of, I don't know, it was shot in a really realistic way, so, like, if there's something happening, it doesn't show the premeditation before what's happening, it just shows it happening, if that makes sense, like, if there's a guy running down the street, it won't show you, you know, like, where he came from or what. It'll show you so from the cop's away. perspective what's happening all the time rather than, like, cutting away from who you're actually watching on the show. And it was canceled super abruptly, and it ended in, like, a huge cliffhanger for two of my favorite characters on the show. And so I just want it back real bad, and I will advocate for Southland for a very long time. I feel like everyone has that one show that they're just very passionate, like, it never should have been taken off of the air, and everyone ruined it. Mm -hmm. So. All right. So now we'll get into upcoming releases. So this is just going to be for early September. We've got a few on the list, and if any of these pop out at you guys, just let me know. Uh, I am going to see Tenet, which is released on September 3rd in theaters. That's directed by Christopher Nolan, um, and it has Robert Pattinson in it and a couple of other um, famous actors. I think Michael Caine might be in it, Um, but I'm going to see that. It's long-awaited. I'm going on release night, so September 2nd for that first showing, but it will be widely released on September 3rd. Mulan is coming out on Disney Plus on September 4th. I know that's been awaited. We had it set up in the movie theater I used to work at for promotions back in March. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. I can't wait for it to come out. Uh, On Amazon Prime Video, we're getting The Boys Season 2. That was that TV show about um, stereotypical superheroes versus like their counterparts and how that actually works and you know sometimes superheroes aren't all you crack them out to be and then we had on netflix on september 10th we'll be getting the babysitter killer queen which is the sequel to that weird cheesy slasher the babysitter with bella thorne in it Oof. i remember a lot of kids yeah, like that uh, okay i didn't know people liked it but yeah yeah uh... I don't get it, but I heard a lot of people really enjoyed how weird it was. It was probably, like, the, like, 10 to 16 age group that was like, this is awesome. Yeah, it was, like, the kids that started out on TikTok instead Mm. of... That's a very specific group of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, This week on September 4th, NBA 2K21 is coming out. That is going to be a video game about the NBA. There's one every year. You know how it is. Um, And then we are also on September 4th getting the Avengers video game, which is going to play like Spider-Man. Oh, that'll be pretty cool. Yeah, I've personally had it pre-ordered for quite a long time, (laughs) so I'm hoping to get that um, as soon as possible and see how that goes. (laughs) 
So we'll see you guys next week with the first political episode of Crow's Cast. Make sure you subscribe and turn on that notification bell to get updates on when our videos come out.